Uh, can we pray for the message? Amen. Father God, we just thank you right now for this time. We thank you for this word. That this is our Bible. And Lord, we will be doers instead of hearers today. We will execute what we hear in the word, God. And Father, we thank you for the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God. We'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we ask you to think through our minds, speak through our hearts, speak through our lips, move in our hands, our body. Our, we submit to your anointing, all nine spiritual gifts, whatever you want to do today, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to say that this is a very prophetic message. This is the heart of God and that it will relate to every person in here if you'll open your ears and heart to receive today. Are you ready? All right. So we've been talking about when Jesus wasn't nice. And uh, I've been hearing this song ring in my spirit for the last two or three weeks. No more Mr. Nice Guy. And I know you guys are like, Pastor, you, you, you're not nice. <laughs> but that God is on the verge of one of the greatest events of our lifetime of history, which we believe is the what? Rapture of the church. The all-in church the Christians who are ready. We believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. That will be a moment of judgment, undeniable, perfect judgment on his part, imperfect judgment on our part, having judged ourselves that we were right and ready when many people won't be. And so, in this time of evocative laws, mandates, and thank God here in Texas, the mass mandate is over tomorrow. Somebody shout about that. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we know, now we'll be normal again. People coming here. Amen. But... People are provoking. People are asking evocative questions, Mom. Did you get the vaccine? Well, whatever your answer is, yes or no. You know what mine is. Yes. I've been vaccinated. Somebody say amen. I was one of the first ones. Hello? <laughs> Praise God. But then there's a part of you that go, hey, that ain't none of your business. Yeah. Or if you say no, well, why, why are you not? Like, people are pressing. Yeah. Thought medical information was private and confidential. So I go back and say, okay, well, do you have herpes on? I know one in four got it. Are you one of them? Don't nobody want to answer that. 
How about I don't want to swim behind you? Come on, somebody. My wife, she, she messes everything up because y'all like to go swimming. She said, Randy, where somebody got herpes? Where did herpes just go? Do it go in your mouth? I say, no, I don't get no water in my mouth. Do it go up your nose? I, it don't go up my nose. I never get water in my nose. She said, you lying. Say, <laughs> so the chlorine kill it. The chlorine kill it. That's what they told you? That's what she said. I'm going swimming by faith. <laughs> she right? Somebody in that pool probably got some mess. And you know, the women's right women, they be swimming every day of the month. Did I miss swimming up for everybody? <laughs> I don't know to just in your face, in your business, people. And bro, I don't bother nobody. I don't. Well, just call me on the phone. Come on. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I got the vaccine. Bro, I didn't ask nobody. Like my presence provokes them to say. Give me the medical history. I didn't ask you that you go to the doctor. I didn't ask you what you got. I didn't ask you what kind of shots you got. You know, most people go to the doctor, they don't tell you nobody what kind of shots they get. And I'm taking it and they gave me these pills and I got to be on that because I got a fungus growing on my big toe. Like, don't nobody tell nobody that. But y'all, it's, it's this time of aggression. Propaganda. Pushing people to do things they ordinarily wouldn't do. And we people, y'all, whatever decision you make on the vaccine, just go ahead and do whatever you decided. But don't do it because somebody pushing you into it. Somebody say amen. amen. And that's my word on that. So I think in this time that we live in, what a great time to talk about the not nice part of Christianity. Because if there's a time when Christ was not nice, there's going to be times when we won't be able to be nice. The Bible says, in as much as possible, I'm not find the scripture, live at peace with all men. In as much as possible. I mean, sometimes it ain't going to be possible. As nice as you want to be. Hey, bro. <laughs> like one night, I was up studying, and y'all, we live in a nice neighborhood. Like, all the houses, like, there's nothing over there less than 300,000. Even the, even the small ones. And, and y'all, there it is, Romans 12, 18. If it be possible, as much as lies with you, live peacefully with all men. And sometimes we be trying to do that, Brother Courtney. And you live in a nice neighborhood, and new people move in. Now, I'm gonna tell you, when new people move in, you gotta train them on how your street go. You got to, or they'll run them up. White, black, Hispanic, it don't matter. You gotta train them. So I'm up at 12:30, y'all, Saturday night, getting ready for the message. One o'clock one night, it was like 12, 12 30. And, 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 and bless their heart, it, it was some, some, some other ethnic people moved in. 
And they, they like to play the moringa music for the loud at night. You know what I'm talking about. With the corn. I don't have no problem with that. But somebody had to have a couple of too much beers, you know. Y'all, come on. You know we're not playing. You know we're not making fun of nobody. Cause black people is we the worst. Hello. Thank thank God ain't no 808 in moringa music. But somebody had a couple of drinks, and you know when people drink, they talk loud. So something about our, our street with the big house and all that, it echo, it just echoed the sound bounces at night. And he was just out there. And so I was sitting there, I was like, man, I'm a chill. You try to chill. Cause then you say, they probably gonna get in their car and go, you know how somebody, they be walking out with the beard. Y'all know I got a little testosterone, right? And I'm not the scary dude, you know? I'm not. I got a gun. I didn't go get the gun. I, I came outside. And then, you know, so the first show of force is the police car show up, right? I'm kind of big. I'm kind of black. So I just come out my house and go in my car and look across. Then the mother die. Ay, ay, Still talking. So I go back in. I said, man, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to say something. Try to be nice. But they just moved in. You got to train them. I said, hey. I said, hey, bro. It's 12 o'clock, man. We don't do that over here. We don't do that over here, bro. People trying to go to sleep. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Didn't know. Sometimes you can't be the Mr. Nice Guy. Not if you want to go to sleep. And I can't imagine you guys still living in apartments. Oh, my God. Because they be like to have parties. They like to act like they got a house in apartments. <laughs> 40 cars parked up in the apartment parking lot for a party. Like, man, they can at least rid of the clubhouse, bro. They be in the house. Pum, pum, pum. Sometimes the pum, pum. Like, it's people next door, under, over. People don't care. We got to have a party. Definition of nice. And we have a lot of nice people. I pick on Tia because she's one of the nicest people. It's the Nelly. She's nice. She's nice people. Nice is pleasing. My wife, she's nice to y'all. She's really nice to me. <laughs> now, Ronnie, look at here now. I got to come in the bathroom too after this. I said, Jane, don't send me no more texts in the bathroom. I'm sorry. Just mess. Just cleaned it up. I'm getting better, y'all. I'm getting better. That's what I'm... Nice, pleasing. 
agreeable, and delightful. So there's a time in Christianity when you cannot be agreeable people because people are not going to agree with you. The only way you'll be able to agree with them is if you compromise what you believe because they're not going to compromise what they believe. So then they're going to say you're not being nice. But I can't be nice if it means that I got to change what I already said I believe. Somebody say amen. amen. Agreeable, delightful, pleasing. I'm not going to please you in everything I do. Jasmine, was that pleasing two weeks ago? No. But that was for our own good. Because I already knew what God said. It's hers. If she danced for it. That's what he said. If she danced. And I asked Jane the other day, I said, what if Jasmine wouldn't dance for it? She said, she wouldn't have got it. You know what you told me? It was contingent on that. I know you're thinking this other stuff. It was contingent on that moment. It was that moment right there where you, you commanded your soul. But that wasn't nice. That wasn't a nice thing. Somebody like, why he come out like that? Why he embarrassed her like that? Because that was a moment of truth. You don't know. Mind your business. Pleasing, agreeable, delightful. People are not going to always delight in you. You're not going to always be able to delight in everything people's doing. That's what nice means. Y'all ever heard that definition before? It's pleasing, agreeable, and delightful. And you're not going to always be that. And Jesus was not always that way. He wasn't delightful when he was on the cross. He wasn't full of delight. That was part of his assignment. Okay? Now, let me give you some disclaimers for people like me. All right? God calls us to love people. We can go to John 13, 34. John 13, 34. It says that by, me, by this, all men will know that you are my what? If you what? Love one another. Right? New command I give unto you that you love one another. Right? So God wants us to walk in love. So when Jesus was nice, he was still in love. Just because you're not being nice at that moment don't mean you're out of love. Amen. Okay? Don't let people put you in that box talking about you ain't what well, you're supposed to walk in love. Which means what they mean is you're supposed to be nice all the time. No, I can walk in love and not be nice. Amen. When I come in how to dance, I was walking in love. But that wasn't nice. Somebody say amen. amen. So I, I, you can walk in love and still not be agreeable, pleasant, and delightful to people. Somebody say amen. amen. You listening? It's okay. You listening, nice people. My wife figured it out. She's like, man, I'm married to a dude. He on the verge of being a fool. I got to say something. <laughs> I toughen her up, man. She'll tell you. You toughing me up, Brandon. I thought you was one way when we was dating. And then I figured, I found it out. Amen. She's still nice. But y'all, it don't take too much. Y'll be, I tell her, baby, I'm hanging on by a thread. You hanging on by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with Jesus today. Number two. Disclaimer, God calls us to mercy, Luke 6, 36. 
God calls us to mercy. I can be merciful and not be nice. Yes? Be ye therefore merciful as your father is also what? Merciful. So just because I'm not nice in the moment don't mean I'm being merciless. Number three, God calls us to servanthood and not to lord over people. Mark 10, 44. When I tell people something, I always tell them. And I just like I told Jasmine, you, now you can do what you want to do. But anybody making you do nothing, you can do what you want to do and live in color. Right? Yeah, that was the theme song. You can do what you want to do and live in color. That's what some of y'all doing. Y'all living, you're living color life. Just doing what you want to do. And you can do that. Right? We don't lord it over people. And whosoever would be the chiefest shall be servant of all. Keep going. <laughs> For even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. To minister. So Jesus was all of that, and sometimes he wasn't nice. That means you don't have a servant heart because you're not nice in that moment. Amen. Disclaimer number four, God calls us to forgiveness. Mark eleven twenty six. 26. Now, y'all, you wrecked my car twice. I will forgive you. And maybe say you ain't got to pay for it. Now, don't tell me I'm not walking in love because it don't give you the keys the third time. You ask the third time, I'm going to be not nice. Hey, bro, you, you slammed my car twice, bro. No. That don't mean I didn't forgive. Because forgiveness is a what kind of term? It's an accounting term. I say you don't owe me nothing. <laughs> if I wouldn't forgive you, I'd be still trying to get that money for the last two crashes you had. Forgiveness and trust don't go together, though. You can forgive somebody and not trust them because trust is earned. The Bible says don't put your trust in the weak arm of flesh. Trust in the Lord. Amen. Yeah, and people, when they're doing church business and stuff, you know, they think I'm supposed to be all mama, you know. I say, no, we trust in God, but everybody else, we verify thoroughly. <laughs> somebody say Amen. Yeah. You walking in love and forgiving. Yes, I am. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Somebody say amen. There's not a lot of people that can drive my cars. Don't mean that I don't forgive my own love them. And if they step to me, you know, I'm going to have to be unnice in their book. I'm not going to be pleasing to them because they want to drive my car. Hello? Are y'all learning something already? Mm -hmm. And then he does not call us, what is this, five? He does not call us to be mean and unkind. Mean and unkind. 
Mama, some of the meanest people I remember until growing up was in the church. Just mean. Why? In education, over the years, all across the country, some of the meanest people work in the cafeteria. Get the jello and get out the line. I don't want the jello with care. You got to take it. Some of the meanest people working with children, teachers. Just mean, unkind. You know, some of those older women in the church, whatever they was bitter about something, here they go. Looking at all the young women. That's getting too short. Along in my church. Hey, be nothing. Somebody say amen. amen. We got them. Mm-hmm. Y'all see uh, Tamisha's guests on Wednesday? She had a nice dress. Amen. Right. But we left alone, right, Mama? Yeah. I want to help her. I want to. No, you be quiet. Because we don't have to be mean and unkind. Yeah? What's that scripture? Let's go to Ephesians 4.32. Ephesians 4.32. Right? So the Bible calls us, and these are all Jesus' characteristics, be ye kind one to another. What? Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another even as Christ, God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So we're to be kind. So this is not, this message is not an excuse for us to be mean and unkind or unforgiving or not to walk in mercy or not to be a servant. All right? But there's sometimes when Jesus wasn't nice, sometimes when you're not going to be nice. I would tell you every category of time when Jesus was not nice and it had to do with him fulfilling his assignment and his purpose. He was more committed to what God told him and what he was supposed to do. He was more committed to that than he was trying to save somebody's feelings. You remember? There were times when Jesus couldn't be nice. You remember, let's go to Mark chapter 8. Is this good for somebody? We're just going to teach you because people will try to guilt trip you when you're trying to do, stay in God's will. Well, you ain't acting Christ-like. You, ain't, you, you can't even, they can't even spell Christ. They don't even know what Christ-like is. We smoking here, living with their boyfriend, fornicating here, trying to tell you what's Christ-like. Come on now. Get your life together and then come tell me what Christ-like is. Come on, somebody. All right. Stop letting non-spiritual people tell spiritual people about the Bible. Oprah up quoting scriptures. Oprah, sit down. <laughs> you don't know nothing about no scriptures? Quoting scriptures to Joel Osteen and them. Oh, gosh. Please help me. 832. Mm. 
Look at verse 30, 30, 31. And it says, he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders. This was his assignment, right? He was born to die and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and to be killed and after three days rise again. And as he spake, saying this openly, Peter grabbed him, took him by his arm and began to rebuke Jesus. This is Peter. Peter was impulsive. My Gina said, I would have just rolled under the couch if Jesus did that to me openly. But Peter, he was one of them dudes, you know, just speak out of turn. Jesus didn't answer nothing. He should have been listening. He grabs, he interrupts Jesus. <laughs> Jesus telling them what's going to happen. He interrupts him. You'll see this. So Jesus talking openly. <laughs> Peter took, grabbed him, took him aside and amplified and began to reprimand him. Peter is reprimanding Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is not going to be nice right here. <laughs> but when he had turned about, so he, he this, this is what happens. He grabs Jesus and pulls him to the side and starts telling him something. Look what, what, what Jesus did. Jesus turned back around. He jerked away from him and turned back to his disciples. Turned his back to Peter and say, get thee behind me, Satan. For you don't, you don't savor the things that are of God, but the things that be of man. Have y'all ever seen that before in the scripture? He turned his back on Peter. Y'all, was that nice? No, but you were interrupting Jesus' assignment. I want to know, is there anybody in here that's married to your assignment enough, know what God told you to do, know what you need to be doing in this season, and when people interrupt, when they interrupt with their foolishness, with their trivia, with their minutia, with their phone calls, with their demand on your time, are you willing enough to walk in love but not be nice and say, Satan, get behind me. What? Call him Satan? You're not talking to them, you're talking to the Spirit. It's not mean to talk to the Spirit. That's going to be their only hope, Jasmine, when you call that Spirit out of them. I bind that Spirit in Jesus' name. Talk to the Spirit. That's love. That's compassion. Somebody say amen. That's the time you don't have to be nice. You know what? You know what? That's not time when we're not nice. When we taking authority over spirits right along you. Oh, you're a pretty nice person. But boy, when she go, boy, she, she be going after some spirits like a bulldog on, a, on, on, on some meat. Hello? You can't be nice then. Are y'all with me? All right. Another time we talked about last week, he was sitting there in his assignment having Bible study and his mama interrupted with his brothers outside. Right? He wasn't nice right then either. Didn't even move, didn't say nothing, didn't send a card, didn't say, y'all hold on, let me go see what they want. No, he sat right there and did not move and said, y'all, they disqualified, but y'all my mother, my brother, my sister. Blew up their spot coming in there trying to embarrass Jesus. 
Somebody say amen. All right. But now here's another time. So I want to talk to just a few minutes, set this up. How many of y'all know that in your life, there are seasons when you need a certain kind of atmosphere to do what God has called you to do, to do what you have to do at the time? How many of y'all got some relatives that you don't invite uh, to stuff when people got to have act like they got some sense? Amen. We're not bringing them to the opera. They, no, we're not, we not giving them tickets to the graduation because they're going to embarrass all our children and us because they don't know how to act. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, they might come over to the graduation dinner, and then you're going to give them an acute time. Come over at 730. We're going to 738. But grandma said start at 5. No, no, for you. If you let them come early, you let them come late. Somebody say amen. But you need a certain kind of atmosphere. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. To do what God has called you to do. Atmospheres, if you're writing this down, this didn't come from a book. Atmospheres matter, and Jesus knew it. Atmospheres matter. And people change atmospheres. Because people carry spirits. People carry philosophies. People carry belief or unbelief. They carry purity or pollution. So people matter when you're trying to get the atmosphere right. Somebody say amen. Atmospheres matter, and Jesus knew it. Don't get me wrong, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen? So God loves the world, but G and Jesus loved the world. But he understood that wrong people in the wrong environment could hinder his assignment and his mission. I'm going to say that again. The wrong people in your life at the wrong time in the wrong environment can hinder you. if you give in to their influence. Somebody say amen. amen. You get around the wrong people in the wrong atmosphere, you'll do stuff you never thought you would do. Come on, Lange, do you remember Vincent and Elkins? They used to have this Christmas party. Very prestigious law firm. And they would go all out at this Christmas party. They have money problems. They give everybody bonus. Everybody be happy. At the Christmas party, lobster, shrimp, all you can eat, and all you can drink. The only kiss to you was you couldn't bring your spouse. Couldn't bring your spouse. Right? No, you couldn't bring your spouse. Couldn't bring your spouse. Can I tell you how many people? Because it was doing company time when it happened. Can I tell you how many people committed adultery at the Christmas party? Because <laughs> wrong atmospheres. 
How about I went to my boss, hey, my wife can't go. I'm not going. Come on, somebody. Man, up in there with all them loose women. Come on, somebody. Everybody lit, drunk, happy, eating shrimp, aphrodisiacs, oysters. Nah, man. Wrong people create wrong atmospheres. Somebody say amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? And y'all, you cannot be nice. Y'all, let me tell you the woman I'm not nice to. Hello? With the dress down here and up to here? And coming trying to twirl in my hair? That was long, that was old testimony, right, Jenny? I ain't got no hair to twirl in no more. I clear my throat and say, Horror Babylon, you Jezebel spirit, embarrassed her. That wasn't nice. Because you know what? She was trying to embarrass me. I was a married man. Young married. Less than seven years. Yeah, don't come twirling in my hair. What's wrong with you? Come on, brothers. Big butt and a smile. You can't tell us something like that. Hey, 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 don't don't come, don't don't come twirling them. Don't come blowing in my ear. Don't mess with my ears. Hey, back up. Somebody say amen. Amen. Because wrong people will create an atmosphere. Just the place that you better embarrass sin. Before it embarrasses you. Somebody say amen. Amen. All the men said. Look at Mark chapter 6 verse 5 through 6. It says there he could do no mighty work in his own hometown. Say laid his hands on a few six people. Why? And he marveled because of their unbelief. This is called my Jesus. Go back to that verse before. It didn't say he wouldn't do it. What did it say? He could not. This is God in the flesh. He could not do any mighty works because of the people in the environment. Do y'all see that? Is there anything God can't do? Is there anything Jesus can't do? Yes. In the wrong environment, he can't do it. He wanted to do it. He was sent there to do it. He couldn't do it. Why? Next verse. Because the people that was around them carried a spirit of unbelief. What's the remedy of what's the remedy for unbelief? Look at the next verse. There it is. Teach it. He said it. He said it. Go back. He said it. Teach it. That's why he went teach, taught, because they had unbelief. The remedy for unbelief is to stay up in some teaching. Somebody say amen. amen. So why are you missing Wednesday night? That's why you keep coming. So you can get all the unbelief out when you need to believe God for something. Is that good for anybody? So atmospheres are important. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Write this down. This is a Mike Murdoch key. When wrong people leave your life, wrong things stop happening. I was looking for my apple pencil and there it is. It's broken. Here you go. See if we can get this fixed. When wrong people leave your life, 
wrong stuff stops happening. <laughs> when wrong people leave your life, wrong stuff stops happening, and right stuff starts happening. You ever notice that? <laughs> Amen. I almost, uh, what is it? I think I love my wife. Yeah. When he stopped messing with the skank, he got his marriage back right. Chris Rock. The girl from Scandal. What's her name? You know him. Yeah, Carrie Washington, stanky tail. Up in bed with her. He should be over there with his wife. Come on, somebody. You remove the skank, your marriage will get better. <laughs> Talking about me and her ain't gonna make it. Why? You got the wrong people in your life. Somebody say amen. When wrong people leave your life, wrong things stop happening. Now let's go to Mark chapter 5, and I'm done. Mark chapter 5, verse 39. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make this to do? So Here's the history that this man had a daughter who was sick. He came to get Jesus. Name is Jairus. He came to get Jesus. Y'all got it? When he came to get Jesus, he, somebody told him, say, your daughter's died. Don't mess with the damsel anymore. Don't mess with the master anymore, right? But Jesus said, no, there's still hope. <laughs> Jairus listened to him, and when he got to the house, there were people that were mourning, that were crying. Some people said they were professional mourners, and they were just crying because the girl had died. And when Jesus was come in, he said unto them, why do y'all make this to do and weep? The damsel's not dead, but sleeping. Now, if they was for real crying, they stopped crying real quick and started laughing. They started laughing at Jesus. I don't think Jesus is going to be nice right here. <laughs> they started laughing at Jesus. Immediately, they was crying, but now they're laughing. Wonder what he did. The Bible says they laughed him to scorn. They are ridiculing Jesus. They laughing so hard. Laughed him to scorn, but watch what happened. But when he had put them all out, oh, do Jesus put people out? Yeah, people say, do you, do you put people out of church? Absolutely. At, we will put you out. Somebody say amen. We put people out. Did Jesus put people out? Get to step, he told him. Get, get on out of here. Hello? Get on out. Put them all the way out. Was that the nice baby Jesus, Jesus? The nice, nice baby, baby Jesus that everybody always want to talk about? No, he wasn't being nice. He said, y'all get out of here. He put them out. And listen to what he says. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother and the damsel. And them that were with him, and he entered in where the damsel were lying. 
Now, y'all, I'm going to tell you, I don't, think, I don't think Judas was with him. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto you, arise. And immediately the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Here's a couple of points out of here. Number one, when you are believing God for something, when you're getting ready to do something big for God, or you believe in God to do something big for you, y'all, you're going to have to eliminate people out of your life, even if it's temporary, for that season. For that season. If you're married to somebody that ain't believing, you got to have moments where, hey, baby, it's going to be me and God right now. And I need you to respect that. They're not going to church. You got to keep going. Somebody say amen. Because remember, it's a personal, individualized relationship. They might not be as going as hard as you are. They might not be believing for what you're believing for. But you got to get everybody between you and God out of the way so that God can do what he said he's going to do. Somebody say amen. This is not being mean. This is not being unkind. Hello? There are times I got to get away from my wife and pray. There are times my wife, she did it yesterday, she gets away from me. Because it's an individual thing. Hello? And not so much me, you know, she's going to be, she'd be, she be a distraction. I'll be over there rubbing on her hair and stuff, trying to pray. And that don't mix. You see what I'm saying? I had to get away from her. Get that flesh out of my face. Trying to get in the spirit. (laughs) But you got to get anything or anybody that's standing between you and God out of the way. Number two. Can you do a true assessment of all your relationships? And understand who you need in the, in, in the environment in any given moment. Y'all, there are some people that I love. They can't be in every environment with me. When I, like, I got people I like, they like to joke around and play around and they, you know, they like to have fun and joke. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so... When it's time to get something done, I remove them kind of people from the environment. Because they joking around all the time. Bunch of jokey jokes. Y'all, I ain't got time for that right now. We're trying to execute and come up with a plan. All my administrators, they they none of them like that. They serious people. Ain't no bunch of joking around, stuff like that. We get right down to business. Somebody say amen. amen. Forgetful people. People ain't going to do it. Oh, I forgot it. Like, I don't have them in that, in that particular setting and environment, right? Because I need execution people. That once we set it in motion, it's already going. So you got to know who you need for each environment. Jesus was not being unkind when he only took Peter, James, and John to certain events. He had the disciples for other things. The other 12. But y'all, 
It ain't about being fair. And I'm going to tell you, this is so good. Some of y'all, you be trying to be fair all the time. So if I ask this one, then they got to. It ain't about fair. It's about who can handle the environment at the time. Jesus didn't invite Judas up in here or Doubting Thomas. <laughs> he don't need Doubting Thomas up in here when he get ready to raise the dead. I know them two people wasn't up in there. But Jesus, how are you going to raise the dead? She dead. She ain't got no pulse. Like all that stuff. You, you remove those people out of that environment. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have different and different relationships, do different stuff, Jasmine. Now, when I want to have fun, I don't have my administrators around me. <laughs> they, they, you know, Alex and Tia, they, they, right? I want to have fun. I have other people around me. We're going to joke. We're going to chill, right? So they got that chill, let's have fun, relax anointing. Come on, somebody. You got to know who goes where in, 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 in each environment. All relationships don't work in every environment. When I'm trying to get something done, I don't call all of my children. There's a couple of them that, you know, and the other ones, I'm like, yeah, that's all right. It's okay. <laughs> but they, they good for other stuff. Amen. Now, when it's time to take the contact out of my hand that I can't get, it's, I'm only asking one person with steady hand. <laughs> that child. <laughs> she the one going to poke in my eye now. I'm not calling the other people. Somebody say amen. You <laughs> man, mostly be to put my eyes smooth out. Right? So, y'all. When it's time to drive somewhere, it's, it's one I call. Amen. So, y'all, what I'm saying is you got to know who's good in which environment. And, y'all, when it's time to believe God, man, do you know any people who just got faith, who believe with you, even got that childlike faith? Y'all, you need to gather them people together when you're going through something and say, come on, I need y'all to believe with me. We got a prayer call on Tuesday. We got a prayer call on Thursday. We got a prayer. I need you to believe with me because I know we can get it done. Somebody say amen. He put out the ones that had unbelief. Number two, he brought in the essential people. He brought in the essential people. And y'all, that's not always considered nice. You can't treat all your children the same or give them all the same stuff because it don't go with all of them the same. Some of them, then they'll ask you, well, why you always, why did it, why did it get to, it don't matter about that, y'all. It don't matter. You, you got to know who they are. And then you're not playing favorites or nothing like that. You are doing what's best for them in any given time and environment. Amen? Even relatives, church people. Amen? I was talking to a pastor friend of mine. This dude left the church because four years before, the pastor took one guy somewhere on the trip and didn't take him. 
And that dude was holding that for four years, taking communion over it, and then finally left the church. But he didn't know why he took that man. Somebody say amen. amen. You got to know. And y'all, it's not about fairness. It's not about niceness. It's about the anointing and the effectiveness of your faith at any given time. And I'm telling y'all, some of y'all have been nice to people you shouldn't have been nice to at the wrong time. Because I'm going to tell you what Satan will do. Whenever there comes a time when you got to believe God for something or you really getting ready to go in or get ready to get something, he going to send you them distracting people, them detracting people, those people that don't have any belief. And y'all, they're not going to lay back. They're going to be evocative. They're going to want to speak over your situation. They're going to want to tell you what's going to happen to you and what you can't do. And y'all, at that moment, you're still a Christian. You're still walking in love. You're still walking in forgiveness. You're still walking in mercy. But you're going to have to tell them, Satan, get behind me. I cancel those words. I rebuke that. I cut those words over my head. No, it's going to be as the word of God says. But says, Nanny, you know if you don't have that open heart, so you know your heart can get, it can, it can stop again. The devil has seen you people like that. <laughs> y'all ever heard a testimony she did already? And, she, and she's nice, but y'all, she said, no, with a nice look. She said, no, I, I believe God. Just as nice as she could. No, this is what God's going to do for me. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, you can do it in a nice voice if you got one. I don't have a nice voice. But you got to know where to tell people to get out. And sometimes you got to put people out. You ever put anybody out of your house? I have. You ever got out of somebody's house? I have. You ever left the church service that was going greasy in the room? I have. You ever walked out of a movie? I have. You ever heard of got off the phone? You ever hung up in somebody's face? You better raise your hand, Jimmy. Up in my face, lock. Raise your hand. You ever hung up in my face? Raise your hand. Because <laughs> I was coming against her spirit at the time. So you want to hear all that mess? And y'all, that didn't have nothing to do with not being Christ-like. Sometimes. You got to tell the devil. Can the, can the couple say to Jimmy? You got to tell the devil to go to hell. Sometimes you do. You got to tell him, get out. Come on, somebody. Even you nice people. Sometimes you got to tell them, I ain't got no more backing up in me. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to stand right there. 
Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. Now, the last point is, you love them people that you put out enough that you, you let them catch you later. The ones that was laughing at Jesus when the girl got up, wonder what they were saying then. They was able to be a part of a miracle, weren't they? They was outside the dodo. <laughs> but they could verify the girl got up because they knew the girl was dead. See, some people have to catch you later. Hello? You ever have some people you say, catch me later? Huh? They couldn't get with where you was right now. Right then, but they could catch you later. Come on, somebody. You ain't with me. Why are you giving all that to church? Catch me later. Come on, somebody. Why are you sowing all that money in the bill? Catch me later. Come on, somebody. But when I come up and I'm debt free. Come on, somebody. When I come out and I got my house. Come on, somebody. When I come out and I got my bow ass. Come on. Hey. Yeah. You can catch me later. If you don't understand me now. You can catch me later. You don't agree with me now. You'll agree with me later. Because I ain't doing nothing that God didn't tell me to do. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to stand right here. You can say what you want. You can do what you will. But my heart is fixed. My mind's made up. Everything he promised me, it's coming to pass. Yes, it is. He said that I am healed. Then I'm healed. He said he supplies all of my needs. Then my needs are supplied. The Bible says... He who knew no sin became sin that I might be made the righteousness of God. The Bible says he became poor that I could be made rich and in the name of Jesus, if he calls me rich, when you calling me poor, then you can catch me later. I'm going to keep on sowing my seed. I'm going to keep on giving my tithe. I'm going to keep on speaking over it and expecting the harvest. Yes, I am. The Bible says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me. I shall condemn. Now you can catch me later, but watch your mouth. You can catch me later, but don't start speaking against me. You can catch me later as long as you stay neutral, but every time they rise against me, I will condemn. Don't start telling me what I can't have. Don't start telling me what God won't do for me because every time that comes out your mouth, I'll condemn it. I say, devil, get behind me. I rebuke it. 
cancel your words in the name of Jesus. Do you have anybody that you got to tell? Catch me later. I'm getting ready to walk in my blessing. Catch me later. I'm learning about my spiritual gifts. Catch me later. I'm walking in my assignment. Catch me later. I'm walking in my anointing. Catch me later. Yeah. Keep your eye on me. Because God got his hand on me. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Somebody give God a shout. Give God a shout. Give God a shout for what he's already done. Give God a shout for what he's going to do. Give God a shout for what he's doing right now. I don't see nothing, Pastor. Well, keep on looking. You'll see it later. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I believe as it was spoken unto me according to his word that God is not a man that he should lie. Hey, if he spoke it, if he spoke it, he'll do it. If he promised it, he'll bring it to pass. Yes, you ought to say, I got it, even though you can't see it. And if you got to see it to celebrate with me, I'll catch you later because I'm not going to wait till the bell is over. I'm going to shout right now. Why don't you give God some praise? All credit, give them praise before you see the manifestation.